the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. And a very good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. Sports Day SA, thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris end of financial year deals have been extended to the 31st of July and get up to $3,000 free accessories on Polaris range as well. Port Adelaide went down one of the games of the year. We call that an SN, really enjoyed that. And the Crows had the chances, um, got level early in the last quarter and just couldn't quite complete the deal again. So welcome the great man, Malcolm Jack White. Bloody, how are you? Hello, David Lachlan Wilder. Yes, no, I'm good, mate. Not 36 a bad day. 36 today. 36 points, points yeah, played well the done. handicap. That's all right. So, uh, yeah, missed some, got some. You know what it's like when it... But it was lovely. It's still a bit cool, though, isn't it? Even the sun was out occasionally. Yeah. Still a bit cool, bit of a breeze. A bit of rain forecast Thursday, as expected. expected. Always yeah, Thursday. always for you. Hey, if anyone wants to um, be interactive with us too, the number here is one three hundred seven three six seven three six one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or the text zero four two seven one five four one double six. A lot of criticism of the umpires. Uh, I don't get too um, sort of mixed up or tied up with umpires. I can sit there thinking, oh, that's probably a poor decision, or unlucky there, but I know some of the Crow supporters at the end of the game, they, they thought they were diddled again, and so did the Port supporters. <laughs> you always do when you lose yeah, by a yeah, kick. Yeah, they no, forget about the yeah, 150, 150 different decisions made I'm, earlier. Yeah, I'm on your page there. I don't criticise umpires too much, but occasionally there is a bewildering decision. How they didn't see it? See it. How they didn't see it, or yeah, pretty much how they didn't see it, or what did they see? Now, We've got the camera from this side of the ground, if you understand what I mean, when you're sitting at home watching it. So sometimes perhaps a different angle will show you something different. However, I still say, and this is I've said this for years, David, tackling is still overrated. I'm sorry if I've said that too many times. Bad luck, you're getting it again. But there are so many that are in the back. And why they don't pay that and reward the tackler, the bloke running second of the ball, still drives me nuts in our game. There are far too many of those, if you look closely, slightly high or slightly in the back, yeah. I'd pay them. It would break the game open and make it quicker. What do you make of the two teams? First of all, Port right. Adelaide? Yeah, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something here. Port Adelaide played probably the favourites for the flag. Collingwood? Yes. We agree with that? I think they are clearly the favourite for the flag. Okay, they've lost. Last year, 2022, the Premier was? Geelong. Sydney beat them in round two by 30 points. Sydney beat Geelong. They smashed them in the grand final. Did that game mean anything grand final day? No. No, of course not. Grand final is grand final day. That's the right. only one that counts. Yeah, that's right. So, well, you've got to get there first. In 2021, have a listen to this, David. Did uh, Melbourne beat the Western Bulldogs? Smashed them? They did in the grand final, last quarter particularly, yeah. Round 19 that year, the Western Bulldogs beat Melbourne by 20 points. Did that game matter on grand final day? Well, three-quarter time, Bulldogs were leading, or just before three-quarter time, they were leading that, Hello. that game. The score at the end of the game? We, we played four quarters, apparently. So, all right, so you think... All right, let's get to the chase. You think Porter as good as Collingwood then, do you? Yes, I do. Oh, I, I don't. I, if I, I don't. I, well, I, I'm telling you now, whatever happened in that game is that game only. Those 44 players, 46 players, probably won't play again. Uh, someone will be injured. Yeah. Someone will have bad form. MCG worth anything for Collingwood? Uh, not really. Not, not, no? no, I don't think so. No. 
the fact that it's a home game sometimes puts more pressure on you. Don't forget there's a lot of interstate teams have won premierships on the MCG True. since it's been AFL. Well, you've won a couple yourself yeah. as a coach. But Eagles, I mean, they Brisbane. Play, Collingwood do play the ground Brisbane, well, though. Yeah, but I mean... That, Brisbane don't. Hang on. Brisbane have won games there. Yeah. 18 years ago. That doesn't matter. Yeah, no, What's I, the difference? Well, I, I just think, right, I didn't think Collingwood were outstanding, yet they still found a way to win. I thought yeah. Port Adelaide made all the running, missed a few easy goals. Perhaps should, I think Port should have won the game, but they well, didn't. Well, they might next time. Okay. So I don't. If I'm a Port Adelaide supporter now, and we, you know, I follow it pretty closely, it, that game was Collingwood to one because they won by a small margin. That's fine. And both teams pretty well full, full strength. strength. Yeah, pretty fine, full strength. So you just move on from that. But if they meet again in Grand Final day, you can forget that game that we've just seen now. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. So in the last two years, the premierships have been won by a team that got beat by the team they beat. What are we, July 24? I'm putting my hat and flag down on Collingwood. From what I've seen, I've seen them at uh, Adelaide Nitty beat Collingwood, but they still find a way when they're not playing that well. Okay, last year they had a fantastic run. Won all those close games, Collingwood. What happened in the preliminary final? Well, Geelong beat them by a kick. Yeah, by a point. And they got... Got the bad rub of the game too, didn't they? Rub of the green. Hello. Yeah. But Did, no, but Geelong, Geelong won 16 on the trot. Yeah, but hello. Oh, okay. We, we begged to differ there. Adelaide Crows. Adelaide Crows. They're about on par where I thought it would be okay to win between, did I say eight and 10 games? I thought that if they could get that little incremental look, have a look, get some more kids, and they've played a few more younger blokes. I just think that's probably where I thought they'd be. I think they've improved out of sight. I don't think they've imp- what they've done. It's been incremental, which is great. You know, having that big jump up the ladder sometimes it means you have a big jump down. So I think they're working away at what they're doing. And I would suggest if they could win two, how many to go? Five to go, two, maybe three of the next five. I reckon that'd be pretty handy. That would be a reasonable year for them to launch. But next year is yeah. D-Day year. Go to Johnny shortly. Just want to uh, Booper update. Switch to Booper. Can stars outstanding value health insurance for 2022. Adelaide, a double blow. Isaac Rankin, God, late in the last quarter, went off with a hamstring injury. Probably be out for three or four. But Nick Murray, I couldn't oh. believe that. An ACL bloody. I, I thought he played really, really well. He, he, he has been, I know Rankin, we got, you know, they got him. A, I reckon he's been the biggest improver this year, Nick. Yeah. That, is, that, is a, that is a dastardly thing that's happened to him. Yeah. I mean, I feel really sorry for for him, of and course. And Ashcroft as well, and, and, and Will. Will Ashcroft. I mean, we, we all, hey, we've most of us have all been there, done that sort of stuff, and it's bloody annoying. But I thought Nick Murray, and, and of course the youngster Will Ashcroft, as you mentioned, was a. It's it's it is sad. It's a sad part of our game. Adelaide can't afford any injuries. No. Injury update. Thanks to Booper, join almost four million Australians. Prepare for life with Booper because life happens. Johnny, thanks for calling. How are you? Yeah, hello, Woods. Well, thanks, Malcolm. Yeah, um, good show, as usual. Hey, um, just on um, those gutless cow, keyboard cowards, oh. and a crack at Willie Wiley, like, we're all white, middle-aged, older men and all the rest of it. We probably, I don't know, probably haven't got many races in all, haven't any. Anyway, I don't know where these clowns come from. They're gutless cowards. They hide behind keyboard, keyboards and all the rest of it. And Potter Bike is out there doing something that he loves. Something he's very good at. Why don't we get off their backside and do something? I've had a gut. Obviously, I, you know, I live in Port I know some Indigenous people, and they're some of the most beautiful people. Agreed. Yeah, you get the old bad one, but some of them, some of the most beautiful people 
Yeah, but mate, I'll get a bit emotional about this because some of because I'm you know because some of my really good friends and um, yeah, it's just um, in, in 2023, I mean every club, a lot of just Collins supporters, the Port Adelaide that Port Adelaide lady threw the banana at him back to the rest of it. Tex Walker a little while ago down in the ex-AFL game did some, uh, allegedly did some racism and whatever else. Uh, Red Sean Burgard book. You're not going to get it. I wouldn't know what great Russ Lee would say about Sean Burgard. He could be our first indigenous prime minister. So, yeah, you yeah. got us, keyboard powered. Thanks, Johnny. Johnny, no, I, I, think you've, well. I, I reckon you've summed up 99.9% of the world. Gutless, war, gut, what do you call, gutless cowards. What do they do? What's the point? I don't understand I don't it. get the point. I don't understand it. I don't know what they're trying to it's do. It's easy when you can hide behind But, but hang keyboard. on. You know what they should do? No one should actually have access to that stuff without having a name, rank, and serial Agreed. number. Agreed. People, and then you can go them. And people, they should go them. People get around those sort of things. Here, a few texts coming through. If you want to text to uh, the number 0427-154-166. Wake up, Wildy. Collingwood have won two flags in 60 years. Yeah, I think this Collingwood side's pretty well. Malcolm and David uh, says, Jason, enjoying your show. Hope the Port Adelaide chairman, David Koch, signs connection. I wonder if that'll be soon. Was it August oh, they were looking at that? Yeah. Hey, listen, I've just said, I know my beloved Crows once again failed to deliver, and they said, uh, we we are run down from behind, although the club keeps telling us we have the legs thanks to the best fitness guy on the planet. You know what I've said? That is only ever roughly equal in every football club I've ever right. been in. I, I just can't get that. Can also say this, David. Uh, what's this one? Malcolm Blight would have been popular as the face of Rubel Skippy. Now I didn't see this last night, but apparently, when I was at the Woodville Football Club, I devised a game called Rubel, played on a soccer pitch. We were going to take round the world, so all this sort of stuff. Anyhow, it eventually fell over, but somehow or other, it's reared its head. Some footage we did at training in Woodville. Not like the footy X. What was the one they had? AFLX. Yeah, yeah, very similar to that. So the boys were telling me today it was on TV last night. I didn't see Rubel. it. Rubel. We were going to take it round the world, David. Unbelievable. We could, what a, it would have been something great. Well, let's go round the country and go to, all the way to WA and Troy. Hello, Troy. How you going, boys? Good, Troy. Hey, I'll tell you a good thing about social media, boys, that I found out last night. Yeah. For two old fellas, you don't look too bad, do you? Uh, we're not bad, no. Malcolm's a little bit older than me, uh, uh, Troy. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I re- do you put makeup on or not? What I'm getting at, I've seen you on TikTok, boys. You- Hey, what you the stars? Eh? Uh, no, can I tell you something? I, I left the TV. I used to be do some commentary in the TV, mate. But I, I, I didn't like. The, I didn't. Hey, I didn't like the makeup. I, um, yeah, good on you. My gripe. I wish people would go to the football and barrack and watch for their teams, and not watch the umpires. I thought the you know haven't they got the concentration span? more than four people. That's my comment. Um, Malcolm and David, it's been in the um, vocabulary of footballers mainly this year. They're saying it's not as bad as it, as bad and it's not as good as it's good. What does that mean? Is it good or a riff or bad or a riff? Please help me. No, I mean, there's an old Thanks, saying, you know, nothing's... It's never as bad as it seems, nor is it's it as good, good as it seems. Yeah. 
I mean, it's one of those things, particularly when you're losing. Well, it's glass half full. <laughs> yeah, it is. Isn't when it? You, particularly empty. when you're losing, it's a line you think, well, we're not playing that bad, really. We're just losing. You know, it's like my putts that don't go in. They weren't bad putts. They just didn't go in. Love your work, Troy. Thank you for that. Uh, just before we go to the break, I want to play a couple of grabs from Jordan Dawson. He said Saturday, this is obvious, but they need to win. This is Adelaide Crows to keep their final chance alive. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, um, there's a lot of teams around um, that top eight that are pushing. So, yeah, we know the rea- reality is we've got to win. And, um, and yeah, we, we still want to play finals. So, um, yeah, we just got to make sure we, we win this week and go from there. Well, they've got a couple out, Bloody, but uh, it's generally a 50-50. I, I think Port Adelaide deserved to be a 60-40 this week, but footy's a funny game, isn't it? Actually, got a little text. Yes, it is, David. Uh, Jason just said, enjoying your show. Thanks, Jason. Hope the Port Adelaide chairman, David Kosh, signs Ken Hinckley as head coach. Yeah, well, that's meant to be done, hopefully, in a couple of weeks. And one more from Jordan Dawson. Talk about the inexperienced moments. Oh, I think, yeah, it's got a lot to do with inexperience, I think. But also, we've, we've probably been experienced a bit this year in that, in that space. We've been so close so many times. So um, we're still learning, but um, we also we want to get better and um, we're pretty hard on each other. So... We'll learn and, and we just got to, yeah, we have to be better in those moments to get the win. Should be a great game. We'll be on SEN on the weekend. A show thanks to Kia, Kia official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Good start to that. Australia beating Ireland 1 0. Still to come, Mark Bickley, and we'll go back to England. Uh, well, Australia won't retain the Ashes, but perhaps not the way they wanted to speak to Laurie Colliver. The award winning seven seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian owned and supporting communities, the arts, and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, Sports SA. Thanks to Kia, Kia Sorento. It has arrived, the seven seater, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. How good is that? And the FIFA Women's World Cup has arrived in Adelaide. Tanya, visit fifa.com slash tickets. Before we go to our top seven, let's go to Bob. Are you there, Bob? Can we get to... Hi, Bob. How are you? Uh, look, just a couple of things on the, the Crows. Uh, watching the game on the weekend, I think that uh, Matt Crouch just fitted back in seamlessly. Like he hadn't been away from yep. football. And I thought he gave him a bit of structure all this about he doesn't do anything with the ball. Well, I thought he was very good with his hands and uh, the delivery of the ball. And secondly, just with the, the bad news about the big fella with his knee, uh, what about uh, him taking that position, mm. maybe for the rest of the year? Bob, you, oh, Thanks, Bob, you're a man after my own heart. Thanks for ringing. David and I were talking before the, uh, the show and just said, Matt Crouch, I thought, used his legs and he uh, normally handles the flat-footed. And I think... They've developed him now where he's actually using his – and he still handles a lot, but he's actually using his legs and creating. Agreed. I thought he was very creative. I couldn't agree more. I've been talking to, about Himmelburg going back for nearly two years now, David, haven't I? I just think he's one of those players that he just might be better behind the ball. Sad about Murray. Rudy is really sad, a really improved player. I, I, that, that's a sensational call. I love Crouch and I love Himmelburg to give him a try. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for calling. Call any time, too. Now, Kia Top 7, Malcolm. Normally, you do this issue. And no, you put... but you said last week, I want to do it this time. Well, I only want to do it to take a bit of pressure off you. You can't do everything. You've been used to doing everything for a long while, but you can't always no, do No, that. no, that's No, I've, I've always said, David, look, let's share. You say we're a team.
Yeah, let's share. Okay, my key top seven. I thought the Collingwood Port Adelaide game was one of the matches of the year. You saw it, you watched it. Outstanding. Are you baking that number seven? Oh no, I'm not in. This is not in any order. I'm just doing seven. But but we have a countdown, so you're not oh. doing. You go from seven to five, six I'm, to five. I'm going all all the way. Through. Look, I'm just sharing in my knowledge now, David. That's all. I know. I've got the number six. Yes. The Giants. Have won six, six on the trot. Oh, now you're in the swing of things. Yeah, they're not all going to be like yeah, that. No, very, very good. Um, I thought I thought they've been amazing. And we, yeah. we mentioned Adam Kingsley. He's got to be one of the coaches of the year. Absolutely. Yes. My number five, this is just lucky, Brian Harmon wins the British Open. By how many shots? Five. Oh, David, you're a man after my own heart. You're a numbers man. You're an ex-banker. You know that. Well, my number four is the fourth test. Ashes have been retained. Not the way one of the two. But they now lead 2-1, cannot be beaten. So the fourth test, Australia win the Cricket Ashes um, 2-1. They might be 2 all, but they still retain the Ashes. David, you might get this job again next week. This is brilliant. I can't, I can't believe how good this has been. My number three is Isaac Rankin did his third hamstring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, played a, but played a super game, oh, didn't he? Did. He, he, was, I know he was the best player for the Crows. I know he's, he's absolutely fantastic. What about um, number two now? Maybe she came out of lane too, but Ariane Titmus yep. broke the 400-metre freestyle record against uh, Kate Ledecky and uh, another terrific swimmer. So she is unbelievable. Yep. She, she can go faster too, I believe. Yeah, so before she was second, but now she's first. So that means number two. It's still the numbers game, David. Brilliantly done. What a swimmer. First ever woman to break 356. Yep. Uh, thanks for that, Tom. And, uh, I mean, it is remarkable. They... And did you say Michael Phelps's records are all gone? Yeah, I think I saw today. I forget what the lad's name that did it, but he broke the last one that Michael Phelps had. Feels like 20 years ago, doesn't it? He, every oh, record he did. Unbelievable. My earliest recollection of swimming was Mark Spitz winning seven. Ah, uh, Leon Marchand. That's him. I, the fr French guy. He reckons he can go faster too. I think it was a French. Am I right with that? Leon Marchand. Um, yep. Yeah, he's a French guy. What was the 400 metre? 400 metre. So yep. well done there. And my number one. Oh, here we go. Well, the World Cup women's is off and running. It uh, started, and what did Australia win? 1-0. 1-0. So I know it's not as good as yours, but that's one. I just think the whole World Cup. No, David, can I what? You like it? Gee, Brendan and yourself. Wow. Yeah, we're, being, we're being filmed too. You can see this. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm blushing. No. Hey, do you know what? I reckon you, you've, you've won three votes tonight already, oh. so you can do it again next week. You're feeling the pressure now? Yeah, I am, but I, I thought maybe they took the rank one a bit too far as third hamstring, but he's had a couple of hamstrings My before. word, he has, and it could... Well, no, I believed you. Who takes his spot? Good question. They've got three or four that can. I hope they try... Sligo will be back. Yeah, Played well, play well in the sandfall. And you like Schomburg, and you like yeah, young fellow yeah. Nan Curvis. Oh, Nan Curvis. We did, we we're going to talk about him, Luke Nan Curvis. What a, what a great taboo. And his mum and dad drove Flip all the all way, way here. And back again and, and back again and, back. and all that. Okay, plenty more coming up. We're live from SEN's SA studio, Lumo SA, 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, this is Sports Day SA. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey gear up for the winter at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment and winter Workwear. Hey, just before we go to Mark Bickley, we talk about silly things, journos. You know, sometimes they, they do it in tennis, ask the question to really agitate. The Moroccan captain goes to a press conference 
First question, this guy says, um, you got any gay players in your team? Got any gay players in your team? Now, same-sex relationship is illegal in Morocco. So what a stupid question to ask. Whatever which way she answers it, we have or we haven't. And the, sh- the press have got shut down. Wow. Uh, you got to g- sh- Don't you go and talk about the game? Right. What, I mean, what, I what found you, that what really... What are you there for? I found You're there it, for the game, not what people do in their private lives. And I've heard often at um, tennis press conferences too where they go completely off track to try and, you know, get you to say something controversial. So it's got nothing to do with the... With the game they so, play. So what would happen there? Okay, I mean that that's devilish, isn't it? Really? What is you? You're trying yeah, yeah. to get a, a response so, so what will headline. Happen, what will happen to the uh, who employs that person? I don't know. Was it male or female? I, I don't know. I what think it was a male. Do you okay. know? So but, what happens to the employee? What do they say? Uh, you can stand. Well, mate, down. it got headlines. So. Or you can stand down, or is that's we're going to we're going to tolerate? Well, it. maybe they're after headlines, and they got headlines. I don't know, but well, I just thought it was so unbelievably you, stupid. I hope we we'll never do something like that. Well, another man that loves the headlines is our next guest, uh, captain of uh, two-time captain for Malcolm Blight, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. He's a fellow commentator on SEN and also does breakfast and does a good job there. Mark Bickley, Bix, how are you? I'm very well, David. Uh, good evening, Malcolm. Great to have you Mark. on board. Um, let's start with Port Adelaide. Wonderful game. I don't think there's any losers there. Port win by two points. Collingwood. Wouldn't have felt that bad, and and same. The I don't think Port Adelaide are feeling too bad. They know they can compete with the top. So how do you see the game? Yeah, I, I actually went along. I took my two boys along just because there was two cracking teams in really good form playing, and, and it certainly didn't disappoint. And I was so glad the weather held up because it was looking pretty ominous. Oh, as was it early? Yeah, made our way across the bridge, but. Fortunately, for the for the forty eight thousand people that went along, it was a, it was a great game of footy, and it was it was actually interesting because the pressure was able to be sustained because of the slippery conditions. That you, you just didn't you couldn't use your skill to get out of out of danger yep. or out of pressure because you had to often double grab the ball or it was very slippery and you had to take a little bit longer to make sure you took the ball first grab, which meant that the the team putting the pressure on was just able to maintain that a bit longer. So it was a real good old-fashioned game of footy where it wasn't, you know, high-scoring and free-flowing, but it was great pressure and there was great consequence with it seeming to be every every contest. And, um, yeah, like, like you said, I don't think there was uh, too many losers in that. I think the only thing that it proved to me again is that Collingwood just have become very good at owning those big moments. And I reckon if Port Adelaide had their time again, they could probably pinpoint four or five... Yeah little moments they'd yep. like to have back where they just made it a little bit easier for Collingwood to, and, and generally Collingwood went and scored some, some goals from that. And Port Adelaide maybe missed an opportunity or two with some set shots. But other than that, there's not too much difference between the two sides. No, we'll talk about the Crows in a minute. I want to ask you about Matt Crouch. I'm I, talking to David earlier. I, I just got this feeling. I, I thought he played really well. He, he tried to run a bit. But, hey, showdown 54 is up. We know that big weekend this weekend in Adelaide. Now, you were captain of a team that was in Showdown 1 all those years ago. It, it was one of the most unbelievable build-up. It was almost like a grand final, certainly a final. Mark, just relive that moment for, for everyone listening there tonight. Yeah, and I, I think you summed it up pretty well in terms of, you know, we played in two grand finals, so we've got a sense of what that's like, the build-up for that, but... It was just only it was only just a tick below that, you know, like the first one because 
there'd been so much anticipation around Port Adelaide coming into the competition and and, and there was a lot of um, Crow supporters who were absolutely hell-bent on making sure that we didn't lose to the, the new kids on the block, which unfortunately it ended up that way that we did. Uh, we were sort of hamstrung a little bit with a few injuries in in the lead-up to it, but it was just this this huge sense of make sure you do the right thing and, and win. And from Port Adelaide, they were the, the challenges that, that probably had a bit of a free hit where nobody expected them to, to win. Uh, and their supporters were sort of coming in, chirping a little bit and sort of hoping that make a good account of themselves, but not with high expectations. But as it turned out, they um, they played pretty good footy and they had some, some good young talent, some good experienced talent, and they, they got over the top of us, unfortunately. That, but Bix, was, the build-up was, was fun. Was yeah. that the quiz question? Who was your first ruck in that first showdown? Oh, yeah. TG? Tommy Gilligan. Tom Gilligan? Yeah, yeah that's did. a quiz question that yeah. often gets thrown up. Yeah, he did, didn't play <laughs> Well, and, and he was against a pretty handy player in Matthew Primus, and Matt was like an Adonis. You know, he was in his prime at that stage, and... And um, yeah, he got got a fair bit of ball, and and those were the days when you could grab it out of the ruck and you could sort of set it up. You could, they had a really good midfield with um, you know some blokes who knew what they were doing. So yeah, unfortunately we didn't quite get there, but in the end the year turned out okay, I reckon, Malcolm. Uh, Mark, that's I love the way you put that. Then I was going to we only got beat by eleven points, which you know, and we dominated the last quarter, but. Yeah, we won the second game and then went on to win the flag. So I, I just reckon if it did anything, it just sharpened us up as a group. And now, f- number 53, number 54 later, time goes. And the number is uh, Port Adelaide are in front, though, Mark, 27, the Crows 26. Yeah, I think that's the great part about it, isn't yeah, it? it? Is. Like, you it think is. about 54 or 53 games and it's, and it's within one in terms of wins and losses. There's been a couple of streaks in there. Uh, but by and large, there have been really good games as well. You know, particularly in recent times, there's been some crackers. And um, yeah, and I think Adelaide, when you look at Adelaide's performances this year, they've actually performed really well against the really top echelon side. So they've they pushed Collingwood twice to within a point and two points. They're the top team. They beat Port Adelaide in the first occasion. They beat Brisbane here at, at home. And they've just been beaten on the MCG by Melbourne by yeah. a couple of points. So there's the top four teams right there. So... I think that's the thing that probably Matthew Nix takes away from it. The, the style of play they that they've got at the moment, where they, you know, when their pressure's really good, they can actually rebound pretty well, and they've got the potential in their front half to score fairly well. So I think they're they're certainly on the right track, and and they'll be ruining perhaps a couple of close losses, and particularly early in the season, maybe Richmond and GWS and and a couple of other games, they may have felt like they'd done enough to win, but just didn't get the points. I think if they are both full strength, I think it's 50-50, but I think it's 60-40 now, Port. You take Rankin, Rochelle, Murray out, and there's doubt on Laird, doubt on Sloan. I don't think Crows quite have that depth to replace those guys. Yeah, it's interesting, David, and I think you're right with that, but I'll tell you what, I actually really like what I saw on the weekend. It was a bit of a fresh look. You know, I love what Moon Curvis did, you know, he's particularly mm. and some of his stuff early on, he just played with some poise in his first game, which I, I quite enjoyed. You know, I'm a big G for, for Cook. I, I just think, yep. um, you know, he might not be there yet, but he's got all the makings of being a really good player. He's a good size. He's a beautiful kick. X-Factor. He's got the ability to to step around a player, he takes the game on, you know, he's got a bit of X factor and I just feel like that's the one thing that you know, I know you've got Rankin and Walker but in and around the footy 
I reckon Adelaide are pretty blue collar, and so when you get one or two players that, that can, you know, step around an opponent and then run ten metres, I think that's really un, unsettles opposition defences. And I think he's a player that can do that. So I didn't mind the, the sort of the new look that Adelaide had, and I'm keen to get your thoughts on Matt Crouch, uh, Malcolm, because he came back in. Schomburg was another that came in. So I'm hoping um, those guys. And, and the other one is Jackson Hately. Like Jackson Hately's out of contract at the end of the year. Let's find out about Jackson because he's been here almost three years now and, and probably maybe once or twice he's had a bit of a run at it. But in recent times, he's been in really good form but hasn't been able to work his way into the side. So I'm just interested to see what happens to him at the end of the year and, and is now an opportunity to have a look at him if, if Laird's injured or Sloan's injured because six foot two and a half midfielders, they're pretty handy and that yeah. seems where the game is going and that's what you got in this guy who's, you know, go back four years and he was a first round draft pick. So he's got some talent but let's see if he can, um, how far he's come in the, in this last 12 months. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Just with Matt Crouch, I was, with David and I have been talking most of the night. He, I thought he used his legs and then handballed rather than just handball yeah. flat-footed. So I thought he was creative. I think it was one of the in his better games. I, I nearly gave him, I think I gave him third best for the Crows. I thought he, the other, we had a caller from Bob from Woodville early in the night, Mark. He talked about Himmelberg replacing Nick Murray. I've been on this page for a while. Just in, in, in a really quick summary, do you think that could happen? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that they haven't played him in the sample for the last three and a half months because when you look at Adelaide, Himmelberg, I don't think, was going to replace Phil Thorpe. I think they really want to give Phil Thorpe a run at it. He's not replacing Taylor Walker, um, and he's not replacing Riley O'Brien, I didn't think, anyway. So the, the Achilles heel for Adelaide is that, that tall defender. Yeah, and, you know, this, they've had a bit of rough luck with their defenders. You know, Butts has been concussed a couple of times. Murray's fallen over. Now Duda's out. I just thought if you... I know they brought Keane in, and they've got um, Borlays as well, but they're just not quite tall enough. Those boys are about 194. Yeah. Butts is the one. He's, he's 200. And, you know, when you play against a side that's got that big, tall key forward, you need that one big dinosaur defender who can defend them. And I just feel like even at stages this year, Butts has just been a little bit below his best and they've subbed him out a couple of times, but you just really haven't had a true replacement. So I thought that, you know, if I was Elliot Himmelberg, early in the year I would have been saying, you know what, I reckon my best passage into this footy team is if I become a really good tall defender. His brother's done it yeah. at the Giants and become a great player. I wonder if Elliot could yeah. do it. So, yeah, I'm, on, I'm a bit on the same tram. Good on you, Bix. See you this week. Can't wait for the showdown. Mark oh, Bickley yeah. on SEN special comments there does a, a terrific job. But uh, I still think Port Adelaide, just at the moment... Yeah, um, look, look Mount, a bit better, don't they? I think 60... Only on the back of the injuries yep. to Rankin and Murray, and they really do need Leedy to come up. So that game will be on SEN, and I cannot wait. It is 6.41. Time now to talk cricket with Laurie Colliver all the way from England for tyre power. Winter safety sale now on 25% off equivalent with four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre power. Get your free five-minute safety check. Well, bloody disappointing. The um, the Ashes has really ended in, in a fizzle the last couple of days. Only a few overs were bold. And um, I wanted it, even though I'm Australian and love Australia, for cricket's sake, I wanted to be two all going to the... Fifth test match. Yeah, no, David, I didn't. I, I'm pretty happy with the result because over the years that's been, and you're going to have to get the change. You're going to have to get all the cricketing, cricketing nations to change that. Uh, rain has always been 
very much part of the game. Not many get washed out these days. Laurie Culver done some great work for us over the last few weeks. Loz, how would you see it? Um, you would like to see a bit of play? Uh, in the end, I'm in Blighty's camp. I'm quite happy that Australia's retained the Ashes. Let's uh, put a few people back in their box over here. Not so much past players and uh, TV people. I think the ex-players get the situation. It's more some of the stupid uh, sports editors over here that are whinging and moaning already this morning, just reading a few columns. You know, let's change the playing conditions. Let's change the law so we can play till 9 o'clock at night, all this sort of hoo-ha. Uh, where were they in 2013 when Australia... Lost the first test by just 12 runs at Trent Bridge. Got hammered at um, at uh, Lords by 200 odd runs, and then we had them uh, three for 37 with five hours to go at Old Trafford in 2013, and got washed out. They were doing rain dances and dancing in the streets when that happened. So yeah. uh, it's funny how things change in 10 years. India have had the wood on um, Australia in recent times. Man for man or pound for pound, if you line up Australia's best 11 to to England's, we thought only maybe a couple would make it, but. Maybe there's a few more that might make our side. Well, Wokes and Woods. Well, I think um, if you look at just generally the current form of some of the guys, and obviously Manus Love, Shane's broken through for a very, very good 100 in the second innings. He's got his numbers back up to 38 this series. But Steve Smith and David Warner have been, you know, a bit disappointing, I suppose. Uh, Smithy's 100 was pretty good at Lords and obviously in the World Test Final, but averaging 31, well below what he did last time here. And uh, David Warner had an OK match, but he's only averaging 25. So a lot has been rested on Kawaja, on Travis Head, on mm. Mitchell Marsh, more laterally. So they're the guys that have had to really stand up and hold it together with the top order, not really making enough runs. If you look at the last sort of six innings in the series, um, Australia's only total over 300 was in the first innings here, and that was well short of par. Yeah, it was in the end, wasn't it? I, Cummings, I mean, the criticism continues... I mean, he had that yeah. six for game, but the rest, of, he hasn't been as damaging. I don't, Looks tired. Yeah, I, I reckon I've watched nearly every ball. He just hasn't had that breakthrough stuff. Starkey come back in the team and got a couple of early wickets, but just struggled a bit, didn't we? I thought our bowlers, particularly particularly with line out, we just struggled a bit. There's always going to be a worry, wasn't it, with all these matches so closely played together? I mean, if you look at Pat's last two bowling innings, 15 overs, one for 77 at Leeds, and 23 overs, one for 129 at Old Trafford. So 38 overs, two for 206, which would be a very rare um, sequence for him in his uh, excellent test career. And, you know, the burden of captaincy as well, the burden of England just playing their shots and blazing away um, and just setting fields that a lot of us have set, even back in the first test, we're a little bit too defensive. So as a few days off now, they can uh, reflect on what's happened and, and hopefully learn uh, and change the tactics and maybe change the team a little bit as well. Yeah, now just I did mention it. Sorry, interrupting before, but Wokes and Wood coming into the team, mm. they're bowling, and you know, one with just sheer speed, and the other one with, with with some guile more than anything, and they can both bat a bit. I mean, they have been two great inclusions, which really have put the whole thing on its head. It was going to be Australia by how far, and these two blokes came in and changed the game. Yeah, well, Wood's uh, spell after two on the first day leads when Australia, were, you know, recovered from four for not many to be five for two forty. I mean, he's come in and knocked the tail over. Really started to worry blokes like Kawaja and, and Steve Smith and, and also a little bit Travis Head. And, and, you know, Wokes is a very, very good cricketer. Um, they probably should have picked him for Lords. A little bit too much sentiment around perhaps picking James Anderson. I, I have heard that Wokes has got a bit of an injury and probably missed the last test. But he's done very well in the two tests to get 12 wickets at 19 and to make those handy runs in the run chase at Leeds. And Wood, you know, his extra pace worries everybody. And really, the ground... 
and the venues electrify when he gets the ball in his hand. And uh, it's been thrilling to watch him. Uh, 11 wickets at 17, which is outstanding. I mean, you right. can't be man of the series for two tests, but I'll tell you what, he's not far off. Right. Yeah, the bowlers, um, they're not used to being attacked. I mean, I've never seen anyone attack uh, Cummins or Hazel or Stark like they... And, and it worked, didn't it? It's put them off. I mean, they might have more chance of... Yeah getting a wicket, but you don't see Hazelwood going at five and over and maybe Stark sometimes or Cummins at five or six and over. It was incredible. Well, it's clearly rattled them um, and they could well have ended the career of Scotty Boland as well. Let's mm. remember, you know, he was the big hope over here. Um, you know, he's only got two wickets at 100 or whatever it is and you know he's basically unlikely to play in the last test. So, um, look, it has rattled them and, and our quicks are getting a little bit older as well. I mean, yeah. they're all pretty much in their 30s now and just lacking... Perhaps that extra yard of pace, and I guess the same, you know, it has to apply to James Anderson as well. I mean, four wickets and three tests, and, you know, apart from the odd player miss here and there, he hasn't really been too threatening. And I think that ultimately may have been a contributing factor to England, um, you know, not winning uh, this series because they played him at Laws when they should have played Wokes. And uh, just a little bit too much sentiment for a bloke that's um, 41 on day four of the Oval Test. I don't think he'll play at the Oval. I think they've got to go with. Uh, that young Josh Tongue bloke, especially if they decide to give Wood a rest or whether they play, and they should play them both, actually, I reckon. Yeah, I think they should too. I, I, just Nisa, Michael Nisa, uh, Cameron Green, yeah. I, I must say, I mean, we all love him, mm. but he's been mm. disappointing. I, I reckon he's, uh, Marsh has taken his spot, I reckon, and I reckon Nisa should come in for him. I concur. I think, uh, you know, Greeny's output with the bat has been uh, well down. Uh, you know, he could have easily been stumped for Norton the first test, uh, and that would have left Australia 540 when Bairstow missed that chance off Mo and Alley. His starting of an innings has been pretty ordinary. It just yeah. does not look like he's going to hit the ball for the first 10 balls he faces. And, and you know, his bowling at times has been quite ineffective. So I think uh, for the, uh, the long-term effects, I, I'd actually let Green have a spell yeah. uh, for the oval game. I'd get uh, Murphy back into the side. And I'd certainly look at Nisa. Now, who you replace for Nisa, I'm not entirely sure at this stage, but they've got to look at giving him an opportunity. Maybe, you know, Hazelwood might need a rest. Although, you know, the bowlers, I know they got spanked, but none of them bowled more than 30 overs in that last game. And they've had a couple of days off pretty much. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. I don't think you can leave Mitchell Stark out. I mean, if his shoulder's a bit sore from diving in the field, maybe. But they'll have to have a look at Nisa very, very closely. That's for sure. Kawaja's made runs, but... Kawaja and Warner both getting on. Um, do you play Warner in the fifth test or do you try someone else? Well, a bit of word here um, in the last 24 hours is that maybe Warner and Smith are going to retire. Now, that wow. might surprise a few people. but We heard um, it first Smith, here on SEN. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, it's, it's the, the word is creeping out. Um, Warner, I think, you know, when he made that announcement that he would be retiring in January, I think a lot of people said, well, you can't really say when you're going to retire when your form's pretty average and averaging 25 in this series. Steve Smith's having trouble with his back, and I think it's impacting him. And if you have a close look at his dismissal uh, to Wood in the second innings, he just doesn't look to have the freedom. And it was kind of the second time he'd got out like that in the series. So, you know, um, Smithy snuck over to New York for a few days, I yeah, think, after the right. third test. And maybe he's got other things on his mind. He's doing well in business, maybe. He's just going to go, well, maybe now's a good time to, to bail and get out. And I think David Warner could be in the same boat. We'll be watching very closely over the next few days whether there's a, an announcement or two. I was yeah. reading, yeah. sorry, bloody, I was reading that Warner and Smith's net worth loss is over $50 million. It's amazing what these cricketers yeah, are doing now. 
Yeah, they've got us covered, haven't they, Wilde? <laughs> Maybe not Blighty, but certainly oh, covered us. Hey, is, I mean, when you think about, you know, all those blokes in the 50s and 60s oh, and 70s. Oh, tall for nothing. for nothing, yeah. Anyhow, good luck to them born then. Hey, uh, yeah, he was, there was some com- talk of Smith going to that competition in America. They're going to start something up. Yeah, and big money, too. And big money as well. I watched a bit of it last night, actually. There's a lot of players that are well-known. There's, you know, a guy, I saw Adam Zampa last night. I was watching it here and uh, uh, Riley Rousseau and some of these guys that have played a bit of Big Bash. So, you know, that's just starting sort of halfway through the tournament. But the ground looked nice and the, the conditions looked all right. And I think, you know, if you can get into America, um, who knows? And there's, you know, major amount of uh, expats living there of, you know, from India and Pakistan and, and other parts of the world. So, you know, there's no reason why that can't take off over there. And, and you know, blokes like uh, Jason Roy over here who played in the last Ashes and is a very good white ball player for England, you know, they're, they're jumping on the bandwagon for a lot of these tournaments as well. And it's an alternative to the, the Vitality Blast and the 100, which will annoy the, the Poms a little bit as well. So, no, it's shaping up. You know, all these tournaments are coming up. All these blokes are getting a bit jack of playing test cricket and, and have a six weeks in America or something for good money. You can't blame them. I was told Oz Rashid Khan might not be playing for the strikers. He could only, if he does come, it could only be for three or four games. And what about the rumours? Now, you've heard all these, and uh, a lot of people uh, feel that Rashid's more nearer to 30 than, than 24. The, the, it, it keeps on coming up. <laughs> Was it um, Fadi Ahmed that said they played together at some point in time, and Ahmed's, what, about 36, isn't he? Oh, look, mate, the, the ages <laughs> are always a little bit uh, hard to work out with some of them. I suppose with Rashid as well, um, last season, and Peter Siddle was in the same boat with the strikers. They just lost a little bit of effectiveness. And I guess whereas batsmen get learn how to play against certain types of bowlers, they can read and pick them better. And that might have been uh, an issue for Rashid uh, last season. And I think also, I know the bash is going to be shorter in terms of games, but I was looking at the fixture the other day. It's still going to run about seven weeks, which is a long time. Oh. I mean, it starts on December the 5th, I think it is, and it finishes on Wednesday, January 24, thereabouts. So it's still running a long, long Too time. Long. And I just think it's just too long, yeah. And, I mean, you're going to have test matches running through there this summer as well. Um, they could have tightened it up a lot more. And, uh, look, I haven't had a real close look at it, but just the timing, it just is a little bit too spread out for mine. Hey, Loz, great reports. Looking forward yeah. to the fifth test too. And you were pretty close to the British Open. Uh, Harmon wins that by five shots. But uh, thanks for all that. Uh, fantastic. Hey, no worries. And, uh, yeah, Ricky Ponting was pretty excited to see his uh, brother win that. And, uh, they are dead set lookalikes. Unbelievable. Yeah, they are. I mean, yeah, yeah. Brian Harmon, you yeah. look, he's got the. We said that last night. Thanks, Loz. The Laurie Culliver there in. Stands on the wrong yeah. side of the ball, though. He does. He's got that little ponting yeah. face. <laughs> Although he's bald when he takes his hat off, too, isn't yeah, he? Was ponting something wrong of hair. with that, David? No, well, you look good. No, you used to have a bit of hair in yeah. here. Um, quickly, the coaches' votes. Yes, here we go. Uh, Port Adelaide and Collingwood. Connor Rosie got nine, so that both coaches have rated him highly. William Drew for his little effort on Dacos. Jamie Elliott. I guess the match winner in the end got five. Yep. Murphy, four. Adams three, Pal Pepper three, and side bottom one. So that's in that game. And just going into the Adelaide game now against Melbourne, this is a, might be interesting to you. Max Gorn, I thought, played really well. And Kai Cozzy Pickett, seven apiece. Yeah. Isaac Rankin, six, I thought He's was good. clearly good. clearly Adelaide's best player. Angus Brayshaw got five. Jack Viney, I thought, played a really good game. And Taylor Walker got one for his four goals. So Over they were the major Parker. winners in the two Adelaide teams. Luke Parker got ten for Sydney against Fremantle. My boy... My two boys, Sam Taylor, got ten for Giants against the Suns, yeah, and good, Toby, good Toby got six. Yeah, so they are two good teams. Now in the other game, 
What about on Friday night? Marcus Bontempelli, he should have got 20. He's in the brown low. He's the one oh, that can beat Dacos. Gee, I thought he was fantastic. Liberatore got eight. Ridley, now he's got injured, hasn't he? Ridley got no, injured for, and for the Essendon. Bailey Smith, three. And uh, James Sicily again, another 10. When he plays, he gets in the best players every Wonderful time. Player. Jack Graham got six for Richmond. Noah Bolter, six. John Newcomb, who's, who's a real comer, isn't he? I mean, Sam Mitchell's made him something special. And in the other game, the last game yesterday, I saw yesterday, this kid is a really good player. He played in a losing team. His name is Luke Davies-Uniaki. Oh. Could you see somebody, now north of, you know, struggling, could you see someone go and offer him, mate, he is something. worth a million bucks a year, wouldn't he? Oh, there you go. Hey? Well, I could Maybe have the Crows that. have a crack. Maybe North Melbourne will play. They're both your sides. Yeah. You lose one, you gain yeah, one. Yeah. Ben Mackay got seven. Callum Wilkie and the St Kilda captain four for St Kilda. Great stuff, Blighty. Do it all again tomorrow between six and seven. Bye for now. Bye, David.